The IDF has suffered more casualties, not only in KIAs, but in injuries. The military action now in Israel is on seven different fronts. The pro-Hamas supporters here in the United States are blocking roads to New York and the LA airports. Iran is now enriching uranium again. And China's President Xi has announced that Taiwan will surely be part of China. And you'll be happy to know that Joe Biden, the president, is on vacation again in St. Croix this week in the Caribbean. These stories and more in Messianic World Update, which begins now. Shalom, everyone. I'm Monty Judah with Lion and Lamb Ministries. Welcome to another edition of Messianic World Update. Today's date is Friday, December 29th of the year 2023. We're almost done with this year. In Israel, the IDF fighting in Gaza has actually intensified. There's fighting in the northern part, the central part, and the southern part as well. And sadly, the latest numbers that are coming out of the war is that more than 6,000 Israeli soldiers have been wounded. There are now over 500 kills of Israeli IDF soldiers in the war. Now, the bulk of them were on October 7th. In the recent action that's been in Gaza, there's over 156 of them that have died. But the total number of IDF soldiers killed by Hamas is now over 500. They continue to flood and blow up the tunnels down in the Gaza Strip, and they're continuing to hunt for Sinwar, who's the head of the Hamas that's down there in Gaza. This week, he came out publicly and announced that Hamas would never surrender, and I believe that's true of him, and he will not be long for the world. Israel is now fighting on seven different fronts in this war. It's not just a Gaza war. Yes, Gaza, they're fighting, but they're also fighting in Lebanon now, Syria, the West Bank, Iraq, Yemen, and yes, there is warfare going on with Iran. And so Gallant, the IDF minister, has announced they have a seven-front war. That's very concerning, but any time a nation has to fight a multi-front war, it's very complicated to execute a proper war. The liberal reporting on the war, that's particularly the U.S. press here in the international press, on the war is absolutely bizarre. By that I mean that they take the word of Hamas and those that support Hamas and they consider it to be to truth without any confirmation. Anything that Israel reports in the war, of course, it's unconfirmed and they can't believe it. And this last week, I have to share with you, CNN had this interesting dialogue with their talking heads on set in which they were talking about how Israel has been indiscriminately bombing Palestinian cities and areas and dropping, are you ready for this, 2,000-pound iron bombs. Oh, my goodness. And of course, there is no indiscriminate bombing done by Israel. Israel's air force is one of the best in the world, and their bombing is precise. Now, is it always 100% accurate? No, but they know how to put a bomb off of one of their airplanes on the exact place they want to put it, and they've been doing it for thousands of missions in Hamas and in the Gaza area. 
But the liberal reporters want to jump on something and they're going, oh my gosh, a 2,000 pound bomb. Well, typical iron bombs are in the range of about 500 pounds, but 2,000 bombs are what we call blockbusters. Those are the ones you hit a big building and you want to take the building out. And there's a lot of targets in Hamas that require that size of ordnance to be able to do it. And they think somehow or another, because Israel is dropping iron bombs and they're 2,000 pound bombs, this is the proof that Israel is indiscriminately bombing the Palestinians. When it comes to military science and military reporting, most liberal news medias are totally incompetent. They can't tell the difference between a mortar, a missile, a rocket, an ICBM. They can't tell the difference between an RPG and a grenade. They can't tell the difference between all the different small arms and aircraft that are used and the type of weapon systems aircraft use. They are completely incompetent. And quite honestly, when I ever hear the Western press reporting on military operations, you got to chuckle. They just don't understand what this world is about or how it works. Meanwhile, Israel has hit some Iranian forces in Syria. And in fact, they took out the Republican Guard General Razi Mousavi. And he was the number one guy that was in charge of Iran's coordination within Syria, Iraq, and Hezbollah. And of course, Iran was very upset about that. They held a big funeral for him and stating they were going to retaliate against Israel for having killed their number one general in the area. I would suggest that Iran not select a new general to replace him because Israel's gonna go after him again as well. In the meantime, that's the way the war goes on between Iran and Israel in these stages that we see today. Hezbollah has continued to fire across the border, and in fact, this last week sent a big missile barrage and a whole series of drones to attack Israel. Part of it appears to be a retaliation because Hezbollah units were bombed by the U.S. up in Iraq because of their attacks on U.S. forces. Israel's continuing to bomb Hezbollah positions there in Lebanon as well. There's a lot of fighting and it has spread considerably. Air operations on the part of Israel have increased dramatically in the north, as well as Hezbollah operations as well. It's not just shooting across the border every once in a while. The Houthi rebels also have launched more cruise missiles, drones, and ballistic missiles toward Elat there in southern Israel, but U.S. surface ships in the Red Sea shot them all down. It is very clear the Houthi rebels are following the direction of Iran. In fact, Iran had a command ship that was in the Red Sea directing all of the operations. Of course, when they were confronted with that charge, Iran said, no, we don't have anything to do with it, which is a typical Middle East communication. The U.S. is still organizing the International Flotilla to protect the ships that go through there, but the impact has already been done and many shipping companies and countries are no longer using the Red Sea and the Gulf of Aden passing through the Suez Canal between Europe and the rest of Asia. They're now forced to go around the Horn of Africa. All of this has been planned and controlled by Iran and they're flexing their muscle to affect other areas of the world other than just the U.S. The U.S. has, as I mentioned to you before, finally bombed some Hezbollah units in Iraq. 
And the reason was that one of their suicide drones actually did critically injure one of the U.S. forces that was in that area. I was very amazed to hear the defense minister in his speech that he made as they announced those attacks and so forth. And our defense minister said that the U.S. will not hesitate to use U.S. forces and our force to retaliate and deal with the problem. Excuse me, Mr. Defense Minister of the United States, but the U.S. since October 7th has been hesitating the entire time. And this idea that, well, we're not going to hesitate any further, right now you're hesitating again. So that statement is absolutely meaningless. And I'm sure that Iran and Hezbollah is considering it a meaningless statement as well. The pro-Hamas supporters here in the United States, you know, the ill-informed, uneducated, and absolutely cannot find their backside with both hands, are now blocking roads in New York and L.A. going into their various airports, causing disruptions for air travelers on the holiday weekend. According to reports, they're intending to also do even more protests during the New Year's celebration in those cities, We'll have to watch and see how all of that plays out. In the meantime, the various municipalities there don't seem to have the willpower to arrest these people. By the way, it is a violation of law to interfere with the roadways in those various cities. But apparently, if you get enough protesters doing it, why well, they can't figure out what to do with it. So they go ahead and let them protest, and then they go home. Iran, according to the reports now, is enriching uranium stockpiles they had already enriched some of it to 60%. Apparently now they're enriching all of their stockpiles up to 60%. A nuclear weapon grade percentage is 90%. 60% to 90% is very easy to achieve in a very short period of time with the centrifuges. So they're bringing all their stockpiles up to 60%. Anything over 20% is not usable for any other civilian reason other than to build a weapon. And right now, it is estimated they have enough material to build four nuclear weapons. Whether or not they have built those weapons, but for many years, we've been talking about the Iranian negotiations and trying to halt their nuclear program. And as time has flowed and we've got ourselves into this Gaza war, they're going full forward in their nuclear program, and all the efforts of the U.S. and the international community have not stopped them from going forward. Now, also to add to it, I mentioned to you last week that China was threatening Taiwan again. In fact, in a recent meeting between President Xi and President Biden in San Francisco, Xi has supposedly announced to the president that Taiwan is going to be part of China in the future. This week, she came out and publicly made the statement that Taiwan will surely be part of China very soon. So that tells us that there is a Chinese war with Taiwan coming. I can assure you that China will not only be at war with just Taiwan, they will be at war with many nations in the Pacific region, including nations such as Japan, the United States, and probably the Philippines. Joe Biden was on vacation for Christmas and now has gone to St. Croix. You have to love this. Biden, apparently, according to the statistics, has been on vacation 40% of his time as president of our United States for those last three years. 
So out of a 10-day work cycle, four of those days are on vacation. The other 60% of the time, you may be wondering what he's been doing with that. He's either been unconscious or incapable of functioning on a daily basis. That has not stopped him, though, from making horrible decisions to protect this nation and to hinder Israel in their defense. Only time we ever hear him doing something is when he's fouling something else up. That's our president that we have. We only have one more year left of him. The world that we live in, my friends, everyone in the world, I mean, even unbelievers, they're all saying that the world has gone upside down. It's like what Isaiah the prophet said. He said the day would come at the end when the righteous would be judged as guilty and the guilty would be judged as righteous, that sweet would be called bitter, bitter would be called sweet. The whole world is upside down. What's fascinating is that you hear commentary coming from all kinds of non-religious sources admitting to that and recognize this is the world that we live in. Those who went around accusing all of us as being racists, it turns out, are now flamingly, openly anti-Semitic and anti-Jewish. And those who've opposed to Israel have proved to themselves to be uninformed about current events, Middle East history, and they're unable to make any sort of principled judgment. They can't tell the difference between a terrorist and a civilian. And it's gone crazy. The good guys are called the bad guys. The bad guys are called the good guys. And within the Gen Z generation, those are in the 18 to 25-year-olds, all I can say is that they are behaving in the most foolish manner. By the way, I am very careful about using that word foolish. But it appears to me that if somebody accidentally or if they purposely take away their cell phone, I'm not sure these people know how to clothe themselves, bathe, or get food to eat. They probably will just starve to death. This is the world we live in. This is the new generation that's coming into leadership and positions of our world. We are in serious trouble. So let's summarize all of that since we're believers in God. Let me state a couple of facts to you. There is a creator God. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The nation of Israel was formed by that God, and thus he is called the God of Israel. He has made a covenant with that nation, and he has said, I will bless those that bless thee, and I will curse those that curse thee. This is the God that we serve. And to go further, given the world situation, no one is exempt from God's anger concerning Israel, and I include the United States in this. It's very clear that the nations of the world have decided to come against Israel, just as the prophecy said, and I can assure you that God's anger is building. In fact, I think we're on the brink of seeing the God of Israel manifest himself to this world in a most dramatic fashion. And I would remind all of my Christian friends that the Messiah is the king of that nation, Israel, and he has not abdicated his throne with Israel just because you trusted him for your redemption. So if you believe in Jesus and you believe in the Messiah, then you better be standing by and getting ready for what the God of Israel is getting ready to do with this world. And it is getting ready to turn dramatically very soon. The whole region of the Middle East is about to blow like a volcano. That's our report for this week. Shabbat Shalom to all of you. Music